Sips and Ish. Alex Nepa hanging out with you on this beautiful day. It's August. I just had a birthday. I'm not going to tell you my age, but doing good. Doing good, guys. It's been a while. It's been over a month. I wanted to catch up, plug in, talk about some things. The biggest thing I want to talk about is the DJ Expo. DJ X is what it's called now, taking place in Atlantic City. Just ending right now, actually. Um, we're winding down a week which I believe this is probably the biggest uh, DJ conference in the nation. Usually you've got guests somewhere around like two to 5,000. And I've been going on and off for 20 years, but I want to rewind. I have, um, let's see here. I've got a rant, <laughs> a, little, a little mini rant uh, to go on before I start talking about the DJ Expo. Um, kind of, I just want to recap a little bit, man, I've been slammed with weddings, which is why this podcast isn't taking place as often as I'd like it to. Um, I also want to shout out, uh, Mike Walter and Joe Bunn, their podcast, um, the PHDJ podcast was a f- absolute favorite of mine. I tuned in as much as I possibly could and yeah, they, uh, they closed down shop and, and I feel them. It's exhausting doing a podcast. It's a ton of work, um, but it's, it's worth it for sure. Um, yeah, I love listening to that. I love Mike. I love Joe. Um, I consider both of them friends, so definitely cool to um, actually get a shout out on their podcast, which is why I'm one of the reasons why I'm mentioning it. So yeah, yeah, that's that. I, I shit. I, I actually have been in Mexico um, since I've talked to you last for the Think Tank um, Summer Symposium. That was a ton of fun. Too short, um, to be quite honest with you. Um, it was uh, four and a half days. Um, A lot crammed into the four and a half days, too. Definitely some quality time with Kristen, my fiance. A lot of education, a lot of side nuggets, um, as always, that take place in the conversations at dinner, over drinks, things like that. But yeah, definitely, it it was a good-ass time out there in Mexico. Um, If I could do it over again, um, I would go a day early or stay an extra day and kind of just explore the area. We were on a resort, um, the Andes Mayacoba, which is a Hyatt property. And it was beautiful. It was cool. Um, and it was big, like, I mean, multiple pools. You've got, uh, you know, beachfront. Um, the rooms were great. Air conditioning worked amazingly, which it needed to in July in Mexico. But yeah, it just kind of felt sanitized. It felt American. Um, so I would probably explore outside of the resort perhaps even going to the tequila region, Jalisco, or, um, you know, any other areas that are close by there. But enough is enough there. I want to go on this mini rant. I, I've got this thing, man. Um, so I'm going to take a sip here. Ever since I've raised my my rates um, over the past two or three years, and I think it's kind of a combination with the raising of the rates and working with planners a lot more. I've been working in non-wedding venues. And I think it's kind of a mix of me raising my rates and the area just being starved for ballrooms. I think the barn area of weddings is on the tail end. And I, I, I still do a handful of barns for sure. And, and I like them on the right day um, and not 102 degree days, that's for sure. Um, and, and, you know, barns in a, of themselves, they also offer a ton of flexibility, which is cool in terms of, you know, decor. Um, but I think a lot of clients thirst for that um, flexibility and kind of designing their own space. And I have worked at, you know, pro- house pro- household properties, beachfronts, um, you know, lakefronts, you name it. I've, I've, 
I've done property. I've done weddings for, you know, I did a podcast about this last year, weddings for millionaires that just kind of create their own space and and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it. And God, it's it's beautiful, but, you know, it's also kind of a shit show, to be quite honest with you. You know, one of the benefits of working in a dedicated event space or wedding space is the familiarity with the entire team. So you might have a planner, you've got a DJ, you've got a photographer, you've got usually in-house catering, um, yeah, and everything like that. So that expertise in only doing events in that space, God, it's, it's, it's beautiful sometimes, and not to mention air conditioning. So I want to go back to this past weekend. I did an awesome, awesome, awesome wedding. It was, you know, again, no complaints, like from at least I think the guest perspective. But um, I was at um, Refarm Cafe, which I actually might even go back to tonight. It's a farm-to-table restaurant that their food is so good. It's it's just unreal, like probably the best in, in town. Um, but God, the event flow there is just... Uh, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. There were like five different spots where I had to have music. That's all good. That's cool. I'm compensated for that. Um, worked with a great wedding planner, worked with a great photographer, and they they did their part and kept things moving. But the venue, just not being an event venue, being a restaurant, I don't want to say they were off their game because when it came time for what they were supposed to do, which was the food, they crushed it. But yeah, just this, just kind of a little bit of a shit show in terms of, you know, they had a 90th birthday party there, which was shockingly well attended, like probably 100 people. Um, and they, we had like 45 minutes to flip a certain part of this, uh, the restaurant, um, which, which is no fun. And of course, you know, the wedding party is stressing, the planner is stressing. But again, you do your part to set, set up and station what you need to station in the other areas so that you tackle that last and... And again, you staff accordingly, have an assistant, but it's it's just a lot. It's a lot. Um, so this uh, past Sunday, a 60-person wedding, good-ass time. Um, man, once the dancing started, that 60-person wedding, like every 55 of them were on the dance floor. Um <laughs> Which I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break away from this as I, I usually do. Uh, man, I actually felt really really bad, and I've got to shout out Nate Nelson and his uh, Hot Takes podcast. Um, so Nate Nelson met him up, met, so after my wedding on Saturday, pardon me, Sunday, woke up, drove to Atlantic City super early, got there, hung out with some homies. Um, it, it was kind of like a podcast convention, to be honest with you. It was, uh, it was Nate Nelson, it was Radio Shorty, it was Kevin Garrity, a bunch of guys from the LaForce crew, Justin the DJ, and they had an Airbnb and we were hanging out and we were on Justin the DJ's TikTok, which like 20,000 people watching us do a live DJ jam session and drinks were being had. I got on the microphone and I said, hey guys, there are two types of DJs, DJs that take requests and DJs that make sure you have a good ass time. Oh God. While I mean that, like, and I stand by that statement, to be quite honest with you, um, I think a DJ that, obviously, you want to have your ear to the ground, you want to listen to requests, but if that's your main concern is taking requests and playing requests, you're never going to have that fluid set that ensures that the majority has that amazing time, that amazing experience. That's just my my take on it, to be honest. It's a performance. 
I'm a 20 plus year veteran in this business, both in nightclubs and large, not festivals, but like that kind of thing. And of course, weddings, like a thousand plus weddings under my belt. So I'd like to say that I know what the majority is going to enjoy. I'm in tune with that. Um, so yeah, at my wedding on Sunday, we had a couple of the older guests, um, you know, uncles and a lot, a lot of the male guests, like just throwing out stupid fucking requests like Metallica, um, you know, the, the, one of the step cousins or something like that was an independent rapper and they're throwing Spotify in my face to play his shit. And again, it's not a lot of people. It's like three or four people. Meanwhile, I've got 55 people just having the time of their life on their dance floor. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. These requests just aren't going to get played. Like, it's not happening. Um, My job is to make sure that the bride has a good time, the groom has a good time, their friends have a good time. And if some of the older family members, like just a couple of them don't dance, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. It's all good. So, yeah. Um that that's my mini rant about event venues or places like you know a lot of times when you go like places that shouldn't be doing weddings like there's like three places i could think of locally that like you know a state park um a restaurant another restaurant so two restaurants and a state park locally that like just have no business really doing like weddings but they do them and I will say in the state parks defense, they do them a lot better than like the two restaurants, but it's still, it's a, it's a tough space. Um, so going into the DJ Expo now. Uh, so yeah, headed out super early Monday morning to the DJ Expo. I was looking forward to it. Um, DJ Cash is from my team. Um, it was his birthday. So we were going to go out and t- treat him for dinner, get some drinks, um, just, just enjoy, uh, you know, the company of other DJs and learn a little bit, hopefully. Um, so I'll, I'll rewind by saying I've been going to the DJ Expo for about 20 years now. And so what the DJ Expo was to me, so Penn State um, isn't in session during the summer. So like my nightlife gigs, they're kind of simplified and, and few and far between, to be honest with you. I'm not doing as much of them as I am during the school year. And it kind of works out perfectly because I'm just slammed with weddings during the summer. But, you know, with weddings, you know, I'm playing a lot of throwbacks. I'm playing the best of the best. And, um, you know, while there's, you know, additions to my music library with big hits and things like that, I don't really update as much as I do during the school year where I'm adding a bunch of tracks every week just to keep up on the new new and and everything like that. So what the DJ Expo was to me was always like a close to the end of summer refresher course especially when murmur mondays were a thing and murmur was the uh club the open format club that was inside of the borgata and again i get time shift and and open format clubs aren't really like the sell anymore although i still think that they've they, they could be um i think that's just uh, you know the way the nightlife industry is pushing things especially in like the the tourism towns i think that you know an edm uh Headliner is still the move when uh, I kind of disagree a little bit. So, yeah, that was that. that. Um, So we went to the DJ Expo. Um, I went to the DJ Expo Monday morning, met up with those guys, Um, you know, hung out, had a great dinner at Kuro inside of the Hard Rock Cafe, which used to be the Taj, the Trump Taj Mahal. And then from there, we went to the official party, um, the official like opener party, and that was at HQ2 
inside of the Ocean Casino. And that sucked. Yeah, like, like straight up. So it was uh, Justin Reed, myself, um, Brian Smith, um, just just a bunch of guys, guys brain farting right here. I apologize. David Osborne. We had even Steve uh, with us. My boy DJ Cassius. Um, Eric Cohen from the SCE event group stopped by as well, and we're hanging out. So we had bottle service, and we walked into the club, and and we kind of like were making fun of it because it was like the opener was Marcus Schultz, who's like a, a tech house trance guy, but definitely more trance than anything. Um, as a headliner, and we were just like, who, who, who decided that like Marcus Schultz would be the best representative for this DJ conference? Which, by and large, is a shitload of mobile DJs. Like, I mean, I get that DJ Times tries their best to be like this electronic dance bedroom DJ, you know, producer magazine, but bro, sorry, that's not not quite what it is. So. You know, we walk into the club. It's, it's it's like, you know, not super busy, but it's like 11 o'clock, and that's early by club standards. Um, and the opener, who was DJ Phenom, I believe, and I think he's with Double Down Entertainment, and if I'm wrong, um, then, then you know, whatever. I apologize. Uh, DJ Phenom was throwing down a pretty dope little open format set, so we were kind of like, you know, nodding, you know, kind of feeling it. And he's not blowing our minds, but, you know, it's an opening set. You know, an opening set shouldn't blow your minds. And if an opening set is blowing your mind, it's probably just because they're they're restraining themselves and showing restraint and doing that proper warming up of a room. And some people that don't know how to do that, you know, they, they probably should watch and learn. But Phenom crushed it, feeling that vibe. We were all excited for what's next. And what's next was just a fucking disaster. Um, we got Adam Scott. I'd never heard of him in my life. <sighs> like, he's... I, I, you can't judge a DJ. Like, I mean, he's an EDM trance DJ. Like, but he just killed the vibe. Like, nobody. Like, every, people are just standing around staring. His shit crashed once, which I'm not going to judge him based on that. That happens. But, man, this guy just, like, you know, it's not... And you don't need, like... That's the other thing about these, like, these clubs, like, like EDM-type clubs. Like, there's no reading a room. It's, like, it's not really a dance club at that point. It's, 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 it's a, you know... a a music club, a nightclub, whatever, like, but it's not a dance club, because people aren't dancing, you know, it's just people are just standing and staring, waiting for what's next, whatever, he got through his set, it was painful, then Marcus Schultz come on, came on, and, and by comparison, like, Marcus Schultz, like, it was way better than Adam Scott, you know, he started off with, um, I don't remember, like, a bootleg of a Swedish house mafia track that everybody knew with the lyrics on the screen, so people were singing along. So that, that was a vibe, man. That was cool. But Jesus, it, it just went... That, that was the only thing he played that got people's attention. Actually, no, no, no. He played one other track that got people's attention, and that was um, Blue Monday by New Order, which, like, you know, that that hook there, like, that, that instrumental bed or instrumental loop, like, just woke people up, and they were like, fuck yeah, and then he just ended up doing, like, a loop of marshmallows, happier over, not even the entire song, but just, like, just a loop of, lately, I've been thinking, yeah, I want you to be happier, just that over and over again, so, we ended up leaving, um, we spent way too much money, it was, uh, to quote even Steve, like, he just said, that this night, and that booking was the biggest disservice to the DJ X audience that you know you could ever imagine so anyway going back to the dj expo i want to tell you kind of like 
the way that I want to do the GJ Expo myself in the future. Being as though I'm from State College, Pennsylvania, which is about four and a half hours away. Ah, man. So anyway, called it a night, got some grub, um, went to bed, and the plan was basically, okay, I'm going to walk the show floor tomorrow morning, roll out, and whatever. So woke up in the morning and got an email from uh, my bride um, from the follow from this past Sunday, the one I just talked about, and the groom had COVID. So, oh boy, I'm like, I guess it's probably the responsible thing to do is just head home and uh, take the COVID test and then go from there. So that's what I did. I didn't even get to walk the show floor. Went home, took a COVID test, was negative. Thankfully, again, um, I still have, knock on wood, have not had COVID. But going on that now. And thank you for listening to this um, 16 plus minutes now, everybody. Um, so yeah, going into it in the future, like I think this is what I want to do for the expo. First of all, I like I hate Atlantic City. I just don't like that city. I don't like the town. I think it's I think it's a dump. Um, you know, like it's not Vegas. And then God bless them. You know, they try. And I, and I want I don't mean to insult anybody from Atlantic City. I just personally do not like your town. Um, it's the worst town ever. So in the future. I think one day at the expo is good. So I think that was a good move there. I would have liked to walk the show floor. I think that's a ton of fun, not just in seeing all the cool shit, but it's, you know, the best place to kind of shake hands, meet a lot of people you haven't seen, or, you know, maybe you just haven't met. So I think the move for me in the future is going to be Monday, not Sunday, but Monday, drive from State College, get a room in Philly, Philadelphia, and like eat somewhere good in Philadelphia go hang out where I can hear like a real open format DJ and drink a good cocktail, not $600 worth of fucking Casamigos Blanco, $550 a bottle for that, by the way, you know, um, and then we got a bottle of vodka, which is like 900 bucks too. So yeah, bottle service. I was a sucker. Um, so yeah, I think that's the move Monday night, hang out in Philly, get some dope ass food in Philly, station myself somewhere with a dope DJ and just kind of vibe, call it a night, crash my room in Philly, First thing in the morning, drive from Philly to AC. It's a 40-minute drive. Get my expo pass. Walk the hall. Uh, check, check all that out. And then, you know, eat some food in Atlantic City. And I heard the Tuesday night party was a lot better. DJ Craze, obviously. I would have loved to see that. So, yeah, do that. Go to the Tuesday night expo party. And then Wednesday, pack my shit up, get the fuck out of Atlantic City, and go home. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would do for the DJ expo in the future. I think it's... Uh, worth going it's it's affordable usually if you're just walking the expo hall and not taking part in any of the education it's free if you can get a pass from a vendor um there is some great education i think it's a little more 101 than i would like but like a lot of really awesome people that i know spoke uh, and presented so yeah matt radicelli um, big daddy is always in, involved mike walter was the official dj so that's actually worth worth you know the price of you know checking out some education alone but and sometimes just you know the 101 is awesome sometimes a refresher course is needed so checking out the education might not be the worst thing in the world but that's what i would do if i'm going to do the dj expo next year that's my plan hopefully i can gather some homies some crew and hang in philly but yeah sips and ish gonna call it a day gonna let you go about your day thank you for tuning in we'll see you next time